Welcome to the Game Raven Review Podcast. My name is Henry J, and I'm joined by some of our talented writers to discuss the world of indie games. Before I do that, though, I just want to say we made it to episode 11, which is super cool, and we are now in season two. How about that? Did you know that we have seasons, uh, Puppet Master N? Did you know that we have seasons? Um, I do now, apparently, but cool. What season are we in? Like, what season would it be? Season two. Uh, this would Summer? be... Sure. This is uh, our... What would you say? This is our age of Ultron. Okay, that sounds cool. Sure, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I watched a lot of WandaVision this weekend, so Marvel is on the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we have Puppet Master N here, our fearless editor-in-chief. How are you today? I am doing good. And then we also have Taz T Devil 3. How are you? I am wonderful, Henry. How are you? I'm swell, thank you. So, Taz, you suggested this uh, this topic that we're going to get into later in the show, uh, how indie games are expanding. We're going to talk about that and how you can basically, if you have a platform to play a video game on, you can play an indie game. And of course, we're going to talk about what we are playing and that's coming up next, so stick around. one of our main segments on the podcast what we are playing whether it's indie or not we play a ton of games and all those games are called valheim so uh taz what else are you playing besides valheim nothing <laughs> that's it just valheim just valheim? Uh, yeah yeah pretty much pretty much uh, how many bosses have you beaten um i'm on i have everything ready to fight the second boss i took my boat found the swamps took you know planted a teleporter got my stuff ready i am ready to go everything's upgraded i think as far as it can go so i'm i'm ready right because i yeah i'm ready took me about 20 minutes to beat that guy like it goes a 20 minute battle yes oh i love long battles like that sweet it was pretty fun i think i streamed it on uh, twitch.tv slash super henry 64 you can watch me fight the elder but it took uh yeah he took me down to like six health at one point i almost died it was scary it's a it's a big fight so it sounds like you're way more prepared than i was <laughs> yeah no it's it's gonna be great it's gonna be a good time so nothing else besides besides valheim uh i mean i started a new horror game called the medium on my last spooky saturday on twitch.tv slash taz double three um <laughs> <laughs> oh my. is that what this episode is gonna be okay <laughs> shameless plugs uh it's called the medium and it was a third person horror game that you you play as a as a, as a medium of sorts and the gameplay is interesting because you have these moments where it's called you split and so you're in the dimension of like the real world and like kind of sort of like uh um like the the world in between to help people pass on like they're still lingering but you play in both simultaneously not like with one stick and another stick it's like they mirror each other so something might be blocking your way here you open the door to another dimension what was that Al- alex interrupted me <laughs> i just turned alex, music alex and... is now on the podcast <laughs> um bring him in here yeah bring him in here <laughs> um okay so uh so for instance one so they mirror each other uh and like something might be blocking your way here in one dimension but not in the other so you kind of have to like help 
both out simultaneously. It's super weird. It's very interesting. And it's not like super like jump scary. It's it's kind of has that suspense. So that's pretty sweet. So it's something new, something fresh, because after Little Nightmares last week and how that kind of broke me on stream, um, it's 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 a little different. So we're kind of cruising through that. It was recommended by somebody in my discord. So. Very nice. Puppet, what about you? Anything besides Val? Oh, you have other things on the outline besides Valheim. It's the same rotation that you've been talking about for weeks. No, right? Like, it's taking me so long to get through all of these. Um, Actually, when I started them, um, I had no idea. So Omari is a great, great RPG. And, you know, today is International Women's Day. So uh, I just thought I would bring up... Um, I guess by the time the podcast comes out, it won't be. But today is Monday, and this is the day that we're in. So um, Omari was uh, uh, solo developed by a uh, woman, a, a Japanese-American woman. And uh, she's now part of a bigger team, but um, I just love this little game. She's an artist and um, has amazing art and everything. Um, she goes by Omo Cat, and you should check her out. She's great. But yeah, when I started Omari, I had no idea how many hours of gameplay is in this game. It's like a 40-hour game. And there's so many things that you can find and make it longer if you want. But that's why I have the same ones over and over because I'm playing Omari, which is, you know, a lot of, uh, of hours. And then um, Hollow Knight, which is also quite a few hours. Um, and now I have Valheim in the mix, which I have hit 60 hours in Valheim this week and um Little Nightmares 2 has just been taking me a while because I'm just doing it on spooky Saturdays or I'm sorry on Sundays and uh I had some other stuff come up so um I am just I think I'm just about halfway Taz you got through it um I think I'm about halfway through uh you're you're not quite halfway through but you're there pretty much okay so anyway you know i'm just i'm just like sauntering through these games you know it's just taking my time um hollow knight honestly it's taking me longer because i suck at that game (laughs) uh and um omari i'm just having a great little time you know finding everything so um yeah that's why I have the same ones, but I'll talk about them all day. They're great. They're great ones. They are. They are. You have a good rotation going right now. Yeah. Uh, I have nothing. Just Valheim. That's it. And I haven't really even been playing that all that much either. I don't know. I don't know. We're in a weird kind of spot for games right now. It's March. Usually games come out. There's a couple of games that come out like over the summer. And then uh, obviously right around Christmas time is when things really start picking up so hopefully there's something that piques my interest soon i have a lot of games on my wish list and on my radar but nothing has come out just quite yet uh since it is going to get sunnier soon and baseball season is right around the corner i'm going to start streaming some more of uh super mega baseball 3 that just had an update come out which i'm uh looking forward to diving into i think it's mostly for stat junkies which i can pretend to be so if you like sports, if you like baseball and video games and indie games, Super Mega Baseball 3 is a fantastic arcade type of uh, uh, baseball game. So check that one out for sure. And of course, Valheim. Valheim's fun. I screwed up my house. I kind of don't want to play it anymore because I screwed my house up and I just have to like go in there and fix it. So that's where I'm at with Valheim. 
Yeah. Well, I'm hoping my housewarming party tonight at my seaside chateau gives you some inspiration. Yeah, and that can be watched on twitch.tv slash puppetmastern, right, E-N? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to do it, but thank you. Yes, that's that's me, Puppetmaster E-N on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, the great indie game expansion. Indie games are everywhere. We're going to talk about uh, just, I guess, how that happened and what platforms we play them on. Stick around. Welcome to the main segment of the Game Raven Review Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how indie games are everywhere. PC, console, mobile, or mobile. If you're a smart person, say mobile. If you Does mobile sound... It sounds more refined, doesn't it? It sounds British. I think it sounds uh, older. Sounds it's, kind of boomery, but whatever. Boomery. Does it really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Henry, like you are a boomer, right? Yeah, almost no. <laughs> There's a whole other... I could be Gen X. Wow. Barely. Barely. I don't know. It all depends on who you ask. But I'm I'm an elder millennial. And uh, I say mobile. So... Uh, If you... (laughs) Let me get through... Let me get through the script. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So PC, console, mobile. If you have a gaming platform, you have a chance to play some indie titles. So... I guess my first question is, where do you play your indie games and why? I have a feeling that we're all going to say the same answer. But before I started uh, writing for Game Raven Review, I had, uh, I had a different answer than what might be the norm. So let's, Taz, what do you, what do you play your, your indie titles on? Uh, mostly on PC. That's it. Is there a reason why? Oh, okay, okay. So mostly PC. A lot of the time, like other times mobile, if I'm like not at my command center, you know, um, like with the, you know, with the streaming kind of deal, it's just like more efficient, just a lot easier to just have it just right there on the PC, you know. Um, But if you were talking like exclusives, um, like I know at first, I think Cuphead came out on the Xbox first, I think, um, which was considered an indie game. And so that's where it's like, whoa, what is this game? Who's this by kind of situation? But yeah, I mostly play on PC. Yeah, Cuphead was like uh, was like a game that Microsoft was touting, I feel. It was like you can play Halo and you can play Call of Duty or whatever, and you can play Cuphead, which I thought was pretty funny that that was like one of their exclusive, not funny, but it was like out of left field that that's one of their exclusive you know, titles that you can only play on an Xbox is an indie title. Yeah. So, so I thought I always thought that was interesting, and it made me really want to play Cuphead until I found out exactly what Cuphead was, and that is not a game for me. <laughs> uh, I will destroy controllers left and right. I cannot play those types of games. They make me too angry at my old frail body that does not work as well oh. as it used to anymore. So sad. My gosh. Well, um, Taz and I. We got through Cuphead together for his two-player Tuesdays, and it took us, it took us a full year actually. Like all um, of COVID, uh, all like, of COVID twenty twenty. Yeah, all of COVID, and yeah, there's some there's some pretty hilarious moments. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a tough game, but I know that it's uh, satisfying. It's it's a satisfying game when you beat it, but I can't can't get into those games at Wait, all. Who said who said that? 
what that it's satisfying yeah i feel like it could be it wasn't oh it just made me it more satisfied angry. oh my god oh so when, you wait, when you beat a boss like that that you've been fighting like 30 times in a row you don't feel some sort of satisfaction that you've conquered that that boss no, because I think that's that's there's a there's a misunderstanding of emotions in that moment. People say it's satisfying only if you get something good out of it. You get literally nothing except to go further into the game. You get real like no prize or anything. So it's more of a sense of relief that I remember like Pubmaster, you and I always had like after spending literally an hour on the same boss. There was that. Yes. Hype up relief. OK, on to the next thing. There was no real satisfaction even after completing the game i'm just like oh god finally <laughs> i did have to like carry you drag you through many times he would huh? be like he'd be like okay well we'll try like one more time and if we don't get it i'm like um no we're gonna beat this boss tonight are you kidding me no we can do it yeah it was oh, yeah. a journey for sure I can tell that Taz is younger because you have you, you don't feel the the overwhelming need to destroy a video game in one sitting that you would if you like rented a Super Nintendo game from Blockbuster and you only had three days with it. See, I think I think it's the opposite, actually, now that you mentioned that, because I did grow up playing like, you know, my mom would take me to Blockbuster or like Game Crazy or Hollywood Video. Remember those? like. And I would have, all right, three days, about the weekend. But then yeah, I realized... I'm talking like, I'm talking no memory cards. No battery oh, backup no, Oh, yep, yep. Okay, I am a little bit older because I was like, oh, I just can just get a memory card. Okay, yeah. You or younger, start I guess. To finish younger. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. I feel it, yeah. Yeah, I think that's where that... Because Cuphead is a very old school game in, in that way, I feel. Like, even... There's, you know, the checkpoints are few and far between. Why are we talking about Cuphead? It's an indie game. Indie game oh. that came out on a console. Yeah. <laughs> on a console, specifically on a console. We just went down like a, this Cuphead. This is the Cuphead episode. <laughs> we went <laughs> yeah. down this Cuphead to rabbit hole. That's, that's fine, though. Uh, yeah, it's all good. Hey, um, you know, it made, a, it made a ton of money and you can buy figures of it and T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. So shout out oh. to Cuphead. Yeah. And it was an Xbox exclusive, which is... Yeah, very unique. Um, I have to say, though, um, Henry, I don't have my uh, ambition to beat things because of what you just talked about, because I didn't never experience that. But I do because I have siblings and I always wanted to be the first to beat it. And so did they. So if you ever I mean, one of these days on my stream, I'll have um, Sam Hip Official and Little Forest Faye on with me and you can watch how we game together we're very competitive so for me i'm like no we're finishing it now because if i stop playing then sam's gonna start playing and he's gonna beat it before i did and that can't happen <laughs> there you go see i i just have a younger sister and she was content with me watching or content with her watching me play games uh, and she and she still does on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash superhenry64. <laughs> it's kind of funny, like back in the 90s, like we had our own Twitch channel and it was just her sitting next to me while I was playing, I don't know, Zelda or something. Is her name Emily too? Yes. Whoa. Yeah, there's a lot of Emilys in my life. 
That's, I mean, there's, I mean, in the nineties, that's all they named their kids was Emily. There was like yep. seven, there were seven Emily's in my class at one point. I wow. had to be, I had to be Emily H for a while. And then another Emily H came in and I had to be Emily hip then. And I was like, this is crazy. Too many Emily's name your kid something else. Come on. Nineties parents. I've never met another Henry. It's few and far between that I get to meet another Henry. And they're as cool as me. So I think I'm the coolest one. (laughs) I think I'm the coolest one. (laughs) Well, you're definitely the most super. That's right. I definitely have the worst Twitch handle of all time. Uh, So, yeah. So there's... So, Taz, you play on PC. Mostly. Yes, yes, yes. Mostly. Puppet, what about you? So... (sighs) It's interesting that Taz brought up streaming because streaming actually is what changed me. Originally, I played on the Switch because I grew up with Nintendo. I've always owned mostly Nintendo consoles. So I would play indie games on Nintendo. Um, And it was definitely different. Um, then I started playing them on PC and I've never gone back, um, mostly because it is easier to stream a PC game because you don't have to deal with the whole, they're just extra wires and everything. I mean, it's, yeah. And then also like, here's an example of an indie game that I started playing on a console and then I switched to PC. I, I played Little Nightmares, the first one on the Switch. And the loading times were ridiculous and I couldn't handle it. So now I'm playing Little Nightmares 2 on the PC and the loading times are so different. So I I don't know why that is, but I have heard that feedback from other people too. Like indie games on console, it's because a lot of them are originally developed with a PC in mind and then they're adapted to the console. It's just different and it's not always as intuitive and it's, yeah, it's um, not preferable, but anyway, so the answer here is uh, the PC now. And for me, it's the PC as well, but I wanted my switch to be my, indie game platform of choice. I just thought it was so cool that I could carry this thing around wherever I go and I can play Stardew Valley. I can play Hades. I can play this, that, and the other thing. I can play it in bed, which is something I used to do like as a, as a kid. I'd have my Game Boy, I have my console games in the day, and then at nighttime I would unwind as a, as a young Henry. I would unwind with some Pokemon gold and silver under the car, uh, under the covers under the my, car. Uh, under oh my the god. Car. I slept under a car. Uh, <laughs> it was a hard life. I grew up in the depression and uh the twenties <laughs> was not a great time. So it'd just be me and my Game Boy Color and my worm light under the covers, and that's how I would unwind. So I still like to do that every once in a while. But the thing is that I've moved over to PC now because of the time it takes for updates to hit the same game. Like Take, for example, Stardew Valley version, what is it, 1.5 is the the newest version, I believe. Mm -hmm. That just came out on console, on Switch, PlayStation, whatever. And, you know, we were talking about that months ago, back in, I think, December was the newest, when the newest update hit PC. So 
that is where I've kind of moved my my indiness over to. I own Stardew Valley on two different platforms, though. I own it on PC and I own it on Switch. So, yeah, like the portability was a plus for me, but the lack of the updates coming out at the same time and sometimes performance too um, made me make the jump over to PC more so. Like it, Valheim. If it ever comes to Switch, I don't think I'd ever play it on Switch. There's like certain games that uh, a, a controller, I just, I I don't need it. I need a mouse and a keyboard. And I know that Puppet, you're playing Valheim with a controller, which I've heard is taxing. But uh, yeah, for me, there's certain games that I just, I cannot, cannot do with a controller. I need the mouse and a keyboard. Yeah, I I am still enjoying it on, you know on the controller but it's it's not completely supported so there's some things that i have to use both so i'll be like holding my controller and using the keyboard at the same time <laughs> oh yes um yeah stardew valley is another example of a game that i switched over to actually because everybody was playing the new update and so i yeah i literally oh i literally bought stardew just for my pc so that i could play the new update um, and I luckily I have a I have a laptop that I can I have a gaming laptop and I just take that to bed so I can still sit in my bed and play games <laughs> on my laptop. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, very very much the same story, Henry. You and I on that. Uh, Taz, you talked about mobile. Are you playing? Are you like Steam linking stuff to your phone, or how are you doing that? Uh, no. So I play on an iOS device and the app store, surprisingly, uh, ha- does have a lot of solid indie games. There we go. There we go. I, I going, like going through like the arcades or like the game page. Um, you can find a lot of good stuff a lot of time for free. Um, and that way, it, it, like, for example, like Among Us is on mobile, you know, um, I think there was a game called, I think it's called Braveheart way back in like 2013. Hold on. Let me do some fact checking. All right. Check those facts. Okay, no, wait. Something else. Uh, It was like an RPG mobile game. Uh, Mobile game. World of Tanks? No, what was the other one? Clash of Clans? Some clash of clans action. Um, yeah, here's some kid with a sword, which does not narrow it down at all. Oh, no. I know, I know what it is. Zelda. Um, no. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, no. And the kid, the kid with the sword, his name is Link, and the princess's name is Zelda. Sure, because I've heard it the other way around. No way. I have. Yeah, they L- call look. him Zelda. My uncle works for Nintendo, and he told me (laughs) that, um, I don't know. (laughs) My God. So funny. Uh, Yeah, while he's looking that up. um, You're never going to find the game that you're looking for. Boy with Sword on mobile game. There's like 4,000 bazillion. Well, yeah, because I mean, a lot of indie developers are making stuff on mobile. I know, I know quite a few that um, their first game they just made on mobile because it, they it's so easy now to do that. And um, like one friend of mine um, was working on a mobile game on uh, his his mobile device, and that's kind of what launched him out into becoming like becoming a dev and doing more 
uh, game design stuff on PC now. Um, but yeah, it originated with the mobile with the uh, mobile devices. So, um, and you're seeing that a lot everywhere. I can't tell you how many indie devs send me mobile games all the time um, through the Google Play Store or through the App Store as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know what it is about it, but that's a trend. I, I think sure. it's just the the ease of use or the ease of getting your game onto the platform. It, it, I think I've read things about that. It's just how easy it is to develop and publish on the App Store on Google Play, uh, which kind of brings me into a point that I wanted to make. Good segue. Good segue, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Nintendo is kind of taking that initiative and has been for the last couple of years you know making indie titles easy to put onto the switch with like the they call them the nindies which is really hard for my nasally voice and mouth to say nindies and the (laughs) indie world showcase that they show off every like three months or so they always show new indie titles or like titles that were on steam and are coming to switch or they're going to be released on both platforms at the same time nintendo is really taking that step forward where i feel like maybe uh, microsoft and playstation has not as much to kind of court the indie scene and be a part of the indie scene as pretty much the number one video game publisher that's out right now the number one console is the switch i think um and yeah, like Nintendo once again is like ruling this era of consoles. And it's cool to see that they're, you know, bringing the indies up along with them as well. I think it's a smart business move. It gets makes more money for them, but it also helps us out too and helps out the indie dev community by getting their games in front of more eyes. It's a really smart move on um, Nintendo's part. I mean, we're seeing, if you just watch the charts and Steam and and others um we're seeing indie games are are taking over you know and um it's the game is changing quite a bit um when it comes to you know video games and what's popular so having a triple a title or like a triple a um company take on indies um is a smart move because that's kind of what people are wanting these days and if if the you know if um playstation and microsoft and whatever like don't keep up with that i i don't know what's gonna happen you know um i kind of see that with like music we kind of saw that so history of uh video games and art and everything so like if you watch the last um the last century um with music and how music changed quite a bit with the um, introduction of the radio and and then streaming services and how we saw genre um, become a thing, first of all, and also uh, to get split up in so many different parts. And now, like, the charts are completely different because of, like, what streaming did. We're also seeing that with, um, with movies as well. Um, you know, before we just had a select few mu- movies you could go to the theater and go watch, but now... You know, it's uh, it went from, you know, Blockbuster or whatever and having DVDs available or, or videos available to now we're having streaming services. So it's completely changing 
the market. And so I feel like we're in a place now where video games, we're starting to see the same trend happen with video games. So like no longer is it just exclusive to those who have a lot more resources available to them to be able to make games. Like literally if you have a phone, you can make a game. And so we're watching, um, we're watching the market change uh, and be infiltrated with all kinds of indies and all kinds of people who are just, you know, creating on their own, make indies and people are loving it, um, you know, and it's just the cycle of history and um, video games. It totally makes sense that they would follow the same curve that movies and um, music and other forms of art have have done in the last century with the advent of technology and everything. That is a very astute observation. I'm glad I finally got to get use this word on the podcast. Astute. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like you were talking about anybody who has a phone can make a mobile game or, a, or an indie game now. It's the same with music. There is a track. I can't remember the title of the, of the track, but there's a track on Kendrick Lamar's newest record damn that came out in 2017 that was made on GarageBand on iphone really yes so one of the most critically acclaimed records of the past five or so years has a track on it that was made on an iphone with GarageBand, which is a five dollar app that you can get on the app store which is mind-blowing to me as a musician that you can go and do that just like how it's mind-blowing that somebody with uh, a a phone can make and publish and put on the internet for people to pay real money and download a video game that is like nuts to me i think it's so cool and yeah that puppet you're you're extremely right like you know uh game delivery systems are definitely going the way of a spotify or a Netflix or something like that. I mean, now consoles, you can buy one without a disk drive in it, which is crazy to me. Soon we're going to have no disk drives and we're going to have no physical media. It's just all going to be on a storefront on the device and you just go and buy it and download it digitally. So it's already happening with Steam, obviously. When was the last time you bought a box copy of a PC game? Do they even make them anymore? I don't think so. They, they do, actually. I was at Walmart a couple of weeks ago and I was looking through their electronics section. I definitely had PC like case like PC game cases that you can purchase for your disk drive. Like what what games I want to do you remember any of them? Because I, I want to know like what games are coming out in 2021. I don't think they see that's the thing. I don't think there were any new games. I want to say it was like like your classic Elder Scrolls. I think some yeah. Sims like a Sims box, you know, that makes sense. Um, so nothing, nothing fresh, but definitely still selling them. That is wild to me. That wow. is wild to me. Yeah. Well, I was making that point too. Um, you know, when when talking about Nintendo and how they're taking on the Nindies um, and and taking on Indies stuff, um, it's it's a good move on their part because of the curve I was talking about. Um, another example of a large company taking on this same, uh, pattern of taking on, you know, smaller things, um, you see it in the beer world. So for those of you who don't know, um, I love craft beer and, um, my family is in the brewing business, so I'm around it a lot. And, um, 
I we have seen um, large beer companies like Budweiser start to take over small craft breweries in our area. So we're based in Seattle, in the Seattle area. So like Elysian is is a great um, example of a, a quote unquote small craft brewery that was taken over by a larger company, Anheuser-Busch, um, because Budweiser understands that People are home brewing. People are making their own beer. People are going out and finding craft beer. And it is a huge trend. And that's the way that the beer industry is going is toward craft beer and not mass produced beer, um, at least here in the Northwest and uh, on the East Coast and in parts of the Midwest. Um, and so they're taking advantage of that by buying up smaller stores um you also see starbucks doing that as well with coffee so there are a couple coffee shops in seattle that are not named starbucks they're named something else um uh one in particular is uh, the roy street coffee house um on uh broadway in capitol hill is actually really? by, yep is actually owned by starbucks wow and um it's because starbucks understood that that we're a generation of hipsters and we're like we don't want to do the big corporation thing. So we want to go to something small and local. So what they do is they buy something and they they um, put a, a skin on it to make it seem like it is a small shop and then they sell it. Um, and, you know, we've actually seen this with indie games, quote unquote, indie games as well. Um, and I we talked a little bit ago about why I don't like human fall flat. Um, Cause they were, they kind of along those lines, you know, you have bigger companies and then they sell their um, game under the guise of being quote unquote indie um, because there are people who want to play indie games because it's a trend. Like it's, it's, it's a trend and it's going to stay. So I don't know if, you know, trend is the right word, but um, you know, you see this over and over. So Nintendo is very smart to get jump in on that game. I just really hope that they still keep the heart of what true indies are and that they don't do what Anheuser-Busch did with Elysian and um, kind of wa like literally water down their content. Um, but we'll, so, we'll see. Uh, did you say Human Fall Flat or did you mean Fall Guys? Sorry, Fall Guys. I said he oh, okay. edit it out. Okay, ready? I'm going to say Fall Guys so you can edit it. <laughs> it says okay. Fall Guys. Okay. Fall Guys. Okay, thank was you. that good? Yeah, okay, that was here. great. <laughs> uh, thank you for catching that, Taz. Yes. Um, yes, I think I made my point. Taz, did you ever find that game? I did. It's called Bas Bastion. <laughs> oh, Bastion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With a guy who talks don't... like this, and he's like... Hades back on the bastion. That's uh, uh, Hades. Hades developer. Oh, really? That's super giant. Oh, the more you know. See, don't underestimate my Google abilities. <laughs> it is interesting uh, that uh, kind of now <laughs> that I finally found the game I'm talking about. If you to take your mobile device, look up Bastion, and like under the search results, not only will you find the game, but you'll find other similar indie games and top indie. Uh, titles that are on mobile so just want to plug the mobile a little bit there you go as a as an elder millennial which we've sussed out earlier in the show 
<laughs> I mobile gaming is so weird to me and I don't like it at all. But I'm glad that these games exist on mobile because I know that that is a huge thing, especially for the younger kids out there. They're all gaming on their phones. And I think it's cool that um, I, I've always been an iOS man since uh, the, the iPhone 4. So I don't know anything about Android and what, you know, how their algorithms work or what have you. But I think that it is cool that if you go to the App Store, it'll show you other games that maybe aren't as well known as Bastion is i think that's very neat as uh, steam does that too i'm not sure if the if the nintendo store does that or not i don't think it does nintendo's always been very rudimentary with their online store and offerings so <laughs> yeah but still pretty cool that you know you're basically getting a curated playlist of games that you should check out that are also indie titles as well um was there anything else that, that that was like the one point that i had and i don't i don't know if anybody had anything else no i, I feel like i i ranted enough on this one yeah has <laughs> you have a rant that you want to get into um i was trying to meme one up but no i don't <laughs> well games are everywhere the expansion has happened you can find indie titles no matter what you have you can play them on maybe even a brick Maybe even a potato. Who knows? You know what? One thing we didn't get into is a lot of these indie games, not a lot, but a select few are actually coming out on a physical media that are kind of hearkening back to the era that they're from. Have you ever looked up like limited run games at all and see and have seen what, what they do? Oh. So what? limited run games. They are very cool. Let me type them up without destroying, <laughs> without my loud keyboard coming through in the in the mix. Um, sorry. So limited run games. They basically take titles, whether it's indie titles or big titles that maybe were in the past or maybe came out digital only, and they put them on physical media that you can buy for the platform of your choice so if you just like look through the games here uh on their website they have a lot of stuff for like switch ps4 they have vita games they have pc games but i have seen games like uh star wars classic edition for the nes that is on an nes console no it's on an nes cartridge which is crazy so there are companies out there that can press games uh whether they're big titles or not compress games onto physical media of the era and then you can go play them in those systems which is super super cool that's crazy yeah oh, so i think i think one of them was yeah the the jay and silent bob uh mall brawl game which may or may not be an indie title it kind of looks like one or maybe it was developed by a small studio um that has a physical release on the nintendo entertainment system Wow. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. I don't know if... Yeah, the cartridge is a full game playable by either one or two players. It is a fully functional cartridge compatible with the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's there's spots that you can go and, and get games pressed up like this. They sell PlayStation 3 games. It's wild. 
anyway, that is also another, while very niche and for a very limited uh, few, I guess that's why it's called limited run games. They only do so many of them. Uh, you can play indie titles on old systems, old dusty systems. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to throw that one in there as well. Okay, now we will end the podcast. Well, that wraps up another Game Raven review podcast for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have been Henry J. And uh, if you didn't hear me enough, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at SuperHenry64, where I stream indie games every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Taz, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at TazCDevil3 on pretty much any platform. Uh, I do stream on Twitch every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, each being with their own theme and what we play so i hope to see you all there and puppet i am puppet master n puppet master en and you can find me on twitch twitter instagram facebook discord all the things and i stream on twitch uh i do mostly indie horror on fridays saturdays and sundays at 7 p.m pacific standard time and i do multiplayer mondays at 8 p.m it's a great time Come hang out. Come see us. Be spooked. Have fun. That's me. And as always, find us on Twitter and Twitch at GameRavenReview and GameRavenReview.com and join our Discord. It's super cool. We talk a lot about, what do you think? Indie games. That's what we talk a lot about. So if you're into that, you probably are. You're listening to the podcast all the way to the end, and we appreciate that for sure. Join our Discord. You can find that at GameRavenReview.com. Have a fantastic week. We will see you next time. game.